This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, are you chasing the KPIs in your business without pausing and diving into what creates those key performance metrics? Are you reviewing repair orders? Uh, the amount of data that you can filter in the proper way from an RO audit will astound you. We're here to talk about it from the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hello there, Carm Capriato. Use the data from a repair order audit to refine your business. Hey, thanks to our partner, Shopware, for providing you this episode. What if your customer could send you a video of that rumbling sound that you hear and make it part of the repair order? Well, it's not a dream, my friends, but the reality of Shopware. The future is here. Talk to my friends on the web at GetShopware.com. Hey, before we get into all the good stuff here, I want to remind everyone that Apex has nominations open for Service and Repair Awards, the Technician of the Year, the Shop Owner of the Year, and the Service Advisor of the Year. Some incredible awards. It's the third year in a row. I really encourage you to dig down deep inside within your network or within your company and come up and decide who you may want to nominate. AAPEXshow.com slash service awards. Some great people have won it over the last couple of years, and we look forward to uh, this uh, great continuous award uh, going on, and uh, they'll be honored at Apex at the keynote speech at Apex. Let's jump in this, and here's my team, Bill Haas, Haas Performance Consulting. Hello, Bill. Good afternoon. How are you? I heard Bill talk about repair order audits on a camp meeting, the coaches group, and I just, my eyes lit up because I, I heard about him bringing some great examples as to what the commonsensical discovery of looking at things on a spreadsheet. And I says, come on, bring a panel. Let's get this thing exposed and, and make it happen with us. Also is Matt Wagg from Accelerated Diagnostic and Automotive in Bennington, Nebraska. Hey, Matt. Hi, Carm. How are you? Great. Patch Knight is with us. Performance Tune Auto Repair. Performance Tune Auto Repair, Fort Collins, Colorado. Hello, Patrick. Hi, Carm. How are you doing? Patrick's a first-timer, and uh, I'm so glad you came. Bill, I believe this episode could be a placeholder for how to intelligently grow uh, my business, because in the overall of it all, each and every repair order that comes in the business has an effect on growth, sales, margin, bottom line performance. And in order to stack them all up, which I'm sure is so easy with software today, but then to put the commonsensical stuff in there, uh, you know, we're all leaning to the KPI piece. So, uh, you know, help us bridge the value of that into the KPIs that we're trying to manage. Well, I think what it really boils down to, Carm, is this. We are really focused on the KPIs, right? And I don't care if you're doing this on your own or if you're working with a coach, you're using the resource of your shop management system. There's a lot of data that you're able to find and know about your business. To me, the repair order audit really takes it to the next step. And that next step is you're not just looking at the KPIs, you're getting all the detail behind the KPIs. What created the KPI? So when I start to audit the repair orders, now I understand whether I'm looking at gross profit on parts or whether I'm looking at average hours per repair order. Now I can really define that by the work that came through the shop in this given period of time. And then I can slice it and dice it so many different ways. I can look at What's my average hours per repair order on particular brands of cars or particular model years of cars? And it just gives us 
so much more detail that really allows us to understand there's maybe some things in our business that we shouldn't be doing that become evident now because we did the repair order audit. Of course, there's a lot of things we're doing that we do really well, and we have to be smart enough to know, find out what those things are so we do more of those things we do really well, right? Patrick was kind enough to send me a recent a repair order spreadsheet. And man, I just looked over that thing because I love spreadsheets. I really do. And uh, for many years that I was in corporate America, I lived in the spreadsheets. And I looked and I said, oh my God, I could, I could filter by make and model and mileage. And there's so many things that once those are put up in front of you, you do one of these Oh, I had no idea. Maybe we should be using social media to target these kinds of repairs that we're doing in those kinds of models. So I loved it. But my question is, is are you keying this in or are you pulling this off of your SMS? So uh, we're pulling it off of our SMS. And so we are a shopware customer and uh, we have great reporting there that we can run weekly closed business reports and get the statistics, if you will. And then as, as Bill alluded to, it's just about being intentional and slicing it and dicing it to get to the data decisions that you want to make. Guys, here's the deal. I want this episode to be a how. You know, we know the why. I think it's so evident that we know why we need to do this. But pulling in the data, making sure the filters are right. And then, Bill, from your particular perspective and the analysis, what does this mean and what can we do? And that's where I kind of want to go with this. And Matt, microscopically, you can see, if you will, it's a blood test on the business. It really is. It, it forces you to look at things at a kind of a microscopic level, as you point out, and, and Bill and Pat has said as well. But I'm so used to looking at things on a weekly basis or a monthly basis. And now that I've done this repair order audit now for a little while, you really get in and you get to see these little things and, and you'll start to see things and you know you're like, oh, wow, I've got a lot of tickets that are you know below a certain amount of hours. And you're like, oh, boy, we're not making a whole lot of money on all these for as many exist or even single operation tickets where the guest has brought a vehicle in and we're only doing one service to it or we're not doing an inspection or sending that out. That way our guests can see what's going on. So it's really given me a good pulse on where we sit as a business and things that we can do to improve. The other thing I want to add into there, Carm, is this. Of course, the data is a lot of numbers. And... I think one of the really important things that happens in a repair order audit is putting another pair of eyes on the invoice. An owner understands what's gone on during the course of the week. We had the phone was ringing, cars were coming in, cars were getting fixed. We maybe had delays with parts and all this. That's the normal day to day of what goes on in a repair shop. But uh, for the owner, until the owner puts their eyes on the invoice and reads the story. What happened? What did the what was the customer looking for? What did we do? What did we provide? And reads that story. That second set of eyes is a perspective of: Are we doing what we should be doing? Are we saying what should be said? Did we meet everything that the customer was looking for? Because we tend to be a little bit removed from this because our advisors and our advisors, you know, do a phenomenal job. Thank goodness, because we can't be up there to wait on every customer. 
But it also gives us the opportunity to make sure that our advisors are in line with what our expectations are for our business. And to me, it really comes back to our philosophy in the business of how we're going to serve the customer, how we're going to repair the car, how we're going to meet customers' expectations. And reading that invoice and understanding what we're telling the customer and how we're conveying that information to the customer makes us better. If you run more than one shop, you know how vital it is to keep up with how each one is performing. But it can drive you crazy to log in and out of each shop's database as you try to compare KPIs. Well, look, stop making it hard. With Shopware's advanced analytics, you can easily pull all that data into one report. Heck, you can even set up the system to pump it out in a graph or a chart and then email it to you anytime you want. Why tax your brain before you even start looking for trends and wins to celebrate? Let the computer do the work for you. Spend less time sifting through pages of numbers. Now, once you see your business's potential right in front of you, you can take steps to make it even better. And then you can take a night off to enjoy the time you just won back. Benefit, go with the team that created DVX. My friends at GetShopware.com. To me, sitting down with a service advisor and saying, hey, walk me through the, the real life scenario behind these numbers and what could have happened here. And hey, I didn't have the money. You know, we have financing. It's like a golfer that has a coach, the swing coaches, and it's like football players that every week goes through the same drill so that their muscle memory works. It's no different than saying, hey, look, yeah, I could have done better there, boss. You're right. And that's all you need. You've got the proof in the numbers to make that work. Matt, have you ever done that inside the company? Absolutely. That was one of the big things I wanted to address today about this topic was that it gives you an, a great opportunity to coach based on what you see. When I'm looking at the repair orders on a daily basis, I'm able to see a lot of different things from the technician standpoint, from the service advisor standpoint. And then I have the ability at that moment to then say, hey, you know, I can go take it as, as a coaching or a learning opportunity at that moment. And say I'm looking at an inspection that my technician performed, you know, because I'm looking at those two as part of this process. You know, did they do the DVI properly to our standard? And then if I I see things that they not called out correctly, or maybe, hey, we need to do a, elaborate a little bit on this, then I can go address that with them. Say, hey, do you remember that car yesterday that we looked at and you wrote it up like this? Hey, this is how we should be doing this. You know, another instance would be if my service advisor took that inspection and we've seen this has been something we've been working with, but that inspection, they're supposed to write estimates for so many items. And what I've learned through this audit is that estimates haven't been written for all those items necessarily. And then I can go on a daily basis and go back and say, hey, we had this vehicle yesterday. I noticed you sent the inspection over, but why didn't we estimate these things? You know, this is potential work that we need to be presenting to the guests. These are issues with their vehicle that they need to be aware of because ultimately we're responsible for that guest satisfaction. So basically this is coaching opportunity I can use on a daily basis to help improve our operations excellence that we strive to meet. It's been really good, really good. See, and I think without the repair order audit, without that opportunity to see those things, you as an owner, you start to assume that things are happening that really aren't getting done. 
Well, because we talked about it once, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Right. I love that, Pat. You are so right. We talked about it once uh, three months ago. You should still be doing it. You should still be doing it. Yeah. Well, that was a question I actually had for Matt, because as I was thinking about uh, this podcast coming up and, and looking at this three-week sample that I sent you, Carm, one of the columns that I added into the tool was just some notes so that, you know, as I'm going through, I was working in batch mode, right? So a week at a time. And I've got 30 or 40 repair orders and I'm making little notes. Hey, there's five out of that week that I want to talk to my advisors about. And then it occurs to me that hey, I might have missed that opportunity because it's now two weeks old and they're going to struggle to remember that car. They're seeing six, seven, eight cars a day. I probably need to do it daily for a while until we get on track. But that's what I wanted to ask you, Matt. Are you, are you coaching daily based on RO audits or are you batch moding or what are you doing? I'm doing it on a daily basis. And again, we're, we run pretty lean just due to where we are growth wise as a company. So it's yep. taken a pretty major commitment of my time to make sure I do this every day. Exactly. And it's, get, it's getting the habit down though. That's the big thing is getting the habit down. So I do that in the morning every day. That way I can look at yesterday's stuff and then I will coach daily so when I get done doing my report, what I will then do is I draft an email up and I'll just say, hey, RO, this number, put the customer's name, the vehicle. Here's some things I noticed. But, you know, I also will say, hey, this has been a really good day. There's only a few things here I think we can improve on. So you want to call out the good things, too, that are being noticed because it's too easy to focus on just the things that are, oh, man, I can't believe this wasn't happening here. So right. also you want to preach the good stuff, give them praise for what they're doing because, you know, they're doing what you've trained them to do ultimately. So, so you, you talked about it once. Yeah. You talked about <laughs> it once. That's well, it. That's, so, that's the one minute manager philosophy, right? If you praise yeah. someone, praise them in public. And if you've got something to uh, rework, let's do that in private at least a couple of times. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it's been good. I, I do a follow up email every day with the advisors and just to say, hey, here's the here's the vehicles. Here's some things. Here's some questions I have. And then it creates a, a little bit of dialogue. You know, if it, hey, why wasn't there an estimate presented or why did this work become a declined job? Are they going to come back? Is there you know, do we have them rescheduled down the road? And, and it gives you opportunity that you, you, you might have missed out on or a coaching opportunity. Hey, why aren't we presenting this stuff or you know, the advisor might say, I'm uncomfortable with it. Let's figure out how to make you comfortable with ta having those conversations. See, the guys are bringing out a really good point here. And I'm going to I'm going to use a sports analogy. So when you put 11 guys out on the football field, when you put your 11 best guys out there and they run a play, what happens when that play ends and the possession changes and they come to the sidelines? They immediately sit down with a position coach. They immediately sit down with a video that happened that quick that shows the receiver running the route, the quarterback missing a call on the defense. It's immediate. They don't wait till next week to talk about what happened on that play. They talk about that play right now. That's what a repair order audit provides. The owner is the opportunity to see in real time what's going on in my store. As soon as, and I really, you know, I really like the way Matt does it, is come in in the morning, first thing in the morning. That's my priority. First thing in the morning is to review yesterday and see what did that look like? Where are the opportunities for us to work on improving and making us better and giving customers better experiences? This is, if you will, the morning huddle with the service advisor, Matt, and I'm sure that's what you're doing it with. And to be able to give this report of yesterday's business and say to the service advisor, 
hey, let's find a good and let's find a missed opportunity. And you've already seen it. You're waiting to see what they're going to say. So there's a kind of a meeting of the minds. Patrick, on on your form, I'm looking at a 2008 Subaru Forester with 198,000 miles that was in for $53. That was the ticket. But the unsold work was 2300 So I guess as an owner, I would say, what gives here? Oh, I'm selling the car. and I'm selling the car. Okay, we may be able to live with that excuse. I think on that particular ticket, it was a quick check on the AC system. And can it be repaired? Is it worth, is this car worth it? And ultimately, it was a pretty extensive repair. The whole AC system needs to be replaced. He says, it may not be worth it at that point. I was hoping just for a quick recharge to get me cold through the summer. Not going to happen. At least Patrick knows I'm paying attention. That's right. And not only that, but see, just off of that repair order audit, what you picked up on, Carm, was that there was one repair that was a very expensive repair. Your perspective on that whole thing would have changed is because there's another column that says number of unsold labor operations, right? So if you would have looked at that and saw five labor operations for $2,300, now your perspective's different. Now you're saying that car needs a lot of work, a lot of mm-hmm. different work. Absolutely right. It's a great, great audit, unsold total labor sales. I love the the mileage column. And again, I go back to my sorting or filtering idea. You know, how many cars came in yesterday or the last week that were over X number of miles? And then carefully look at the stats for that vehicle, what we sold, what we what's unsold. And there's got to be a sweet spot for mileage, guys, that you're really looking at. I was really surprised to see that just in this three-week sample that we're looking at, our average car has 130,000 miles on it, which tells you right away, man, if that's a timing-built car, you better make sure it's been done, right? I mean, that's just off the top. So digital vehicle inspections, guys, how does that equate? I mean, can you see the fact that I didn't see here? Is there a checkbox that says we did one, Pat? Yes, uh, column K there, but yes, it's a yes or no And our general rule is if a car is in the shop with less than uh, a thousand miles since we've last seen it, we do it. A one month, 1,000 miles time frame. Because we do have some customers that will get inspections this month, come back and do a repair, maybe ball joints next month, something like that. So it's not difficult to just look at that thing while you're in your office and just call up that inspection and see what they found. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The power of data, guys, it's there. And Bill, to be able to put it together like you did here for your clients, it had to change your business, Matt and Pat, to see it like this. It's been really good. I mean, like I said at the beginning, and as Bill alluded to, you just you're looking at things at a microscopic level. You see things that are I look a lot at like how many hours are we selling on these tickets as I have a goal, you know, Bill and I have established a goal for our business on how many hours per RO should we be striving for? And and you start to see, and it it can be a little scary too at first when you start to do these, because I was just like blown away at some of these tickets that we had that, you know, that are under a hundred dollars or we've only made, you know, 20, 30 bucks on this ticket and we've worked on this vehicle for an hour. It opens your eyes to, okay, why are these tickets like that? We know these vehicles need additional things because of the mileage that they're at. And again, that's that mileage column that we're tracking on these vehicles. We can see that our average mileage on these cars are this. Why aren't we having that discussion with our guests when they come in? We need to be there to to do them a service to help their vehicle last as long as possible. And if we're not looking at some of those things like maintenance and having those conversations with them, you know, then we're not doing anybody a favor here. 
So, Pat, let me ask you, is this transformed how you lead and manage your sales and depth of customer relationships? It absolutely has, and it, and it continues to do so. As, as we were talking earlier, I think this is something that owners, once you're aware, certainly this is stuff we talk about, we think about all the time with our peers, with our coaches. The opportunity for me lies in uh, translating that down and bringing that down into the shop, right? And so having these daily huddles with the advisors and then looking at some of these ROs. So if you've got a customer, as Matt just said, maybe we've got a customer who was in here for an hour. We only made 20 bucks on that ticket. It was, it was a low revenue ticket. Why did we do that? It could be that that's a very important customer there. It's a relationship issue. And perhaps, you know, nine times out of 10, they do everything you recommend. Maybe this time they were in a hurry. They need to get an oil change before they go on a trip, something like that. But there are relationship reasons. There are other reasons to do outside your normal. Not every ticket can be a a straight A example ticket, right? Mm -hmm. But You know, Bill, a client picks up the phone and calls you and says, Bill, I've heard about you and I'd love to work with you. I'm struggling here and I'm struggling there. And you ask all these great questions to determine if there's a fit. As a coach, and, and I don't know your business that well, but the coaching business, I, I respect it. I appreciate it, but I don't know it because I've never walked in your shoes. Yeah, there's so many places. Send me your P&L and send me this or that. But, Bill, it almost seems like, can you send me a repair order audit? Let me look at that. Would that be a component? Well, it could be a component, but I think that most shop owners would be, you know, just at a loss to know what you're asking them for. And that's exactly what I wanted you to say. Thank you. Right. Because it's the kind of thing where until you provide them the tool and until you provide them some instruction and guidance on what it is we're after. I mean, I'm going to guess both of these guys, if they're honest today, are going to tell you that when I first started talking to them about this, they're like, Bill, do I really need to do more work? Bill, isn't this enough yet? Where do I find the time? I mean, you're pushing me all the time for reports and data. And I mean, would you just knock it off? I mean, I get it, right? Because it is a lot. But I think when you get to the point of doing this, it does change. It does really help you understand where you need to look at making change. I don't care, me or anybody else, any of the coaches, We can't do the work for you. All we can do is provide you the guidance and the resources, help you through the process, and then, you know, use the data to help provide you more guidance. But until you do the work as the owner to really understand what's going on in your business, it's not going to happen. Yes, Pat. Yes, Matt. You can thank Bill. Thank you, Bill. (laughs) Thank you, Bill. (laughs) I'd give you a hug if I could. Me too. I think the best thing that's been for me with the coaching experience, uh, to your point, Carm, is the right tool at the right time. And as I've gone through this progression of learning about the business and deciding what to fix when or not even knowing and, and becoming coming to that understanding, one of the tools we use is a month at a glance where we track our KPIs. And when I first started, I didn't even fill it all out. Right. And over time, I started filling out more and more and more. And I started feeling, hey, I've got this down pretty good. Bill says, okay, now how about repair or audits? I'm like, what? I thought we were done with the previous two. No, we're not done. There's another layer to peel. The more advanced you get, the more intimate you get with your business, the better you are, the more you need to know, the more you want to know. It's a a deep dive cycle. Did he save the best for last? Oh, we're not close to the end yet. So this is a great opportunity, Bill, for any shop owner to improve their business from A to Z. I haven't always had owners do repair order audits. I'm going to full disclosure here. Uh, For a long time, I did the repair order audit. My repair order audit's a little bit different, though. I take a sample, a random sample of 100 repair orders, 
and I put them into a spreadsheet that's a little bit different, but it allows me to understand things about that business that they don't know themselves because I've seen repay orders, because I've read what we're telling customers, because I've seen whether we inspected the car or didn't inspect the car. So that this isn't the only way to do a repair order audit. There are other opportunities as well, but that's a little bit different. But I, what I've learned is since the owners do the repair order audit, it's really enlightening for them. And it changes the conversations that we have in that relationship of client coach. Matt, what was, were there any major discoveries that you were unaware of that you discovered in the repair order audit? Quite a few. You just kind of get into the daily grind of things, you know, and you're just, you're thinking everybody's doing this or doing that. And you're seeing your weekly sales and your monthly sales. And you're like, okay, yeah, that's all right. But, you know, we slowed down a little bit in May. And I'm one of those people that likes to try to, to solve, you know, a problem solver by nature, like most of us here. And you try to figure out why that is. Now, I was able to take this audit and go back into into May. And, you know, we started doing this about a month ago where I was really digging into this audit now on a daily basis. But back in May, I really wasn't doing it yet. So I've gone back in there and, and learned a lot about process flaws that we had in place. And I've learned a lot. Now, here, here's something really cool we discovered is that, I have one service advisor at the moment, and we, we learned through this process that he's probably a little overworked because he didn't have time to do some of these things. Or you learn that, oh, were you managing your time properly? Or, you know, what could we have done here to allow this process to take place? You know, some of these estimates and inspections. And now the, the cool thing here is it's given me confidence enough that we need to bring another service advisor on. And we've actually made a gentleman an offer, and we're hoping that this person comes on board in the next couple of weeks. So we've with this data established the need for an additional staff to accommodate and and act on these things we've learned through this daily audit hey there's a lot of unsold jobs out there and we also know that hey we need to be working more on putting estimates together and do we have a service advisor with that time to do these things and so we've basically quantified a position based on having this data to our disposal I bet you can also pull out all those oil service tickets and see if you're making any money on them. Correct. And that was something that we really saw that we're like, oh boy, you know, that was the, the one of the scariest things for me is like, there's a lot of tickets here that are under an hour and my staff is investing time into doing these things. And, and we start to discuss, okay, what's the average mileage on these vehicles? And then I can present that as a coaching opportunity also to the service advisor. And Hey, when they're doing their inspection, let's look at the mileage. Let's see, is there anything due for mileage maintenance on this vehicle that we need to discuss or or even, you know, because we are a newer business and a lot of our guests have been coming to us, you know, maybe some of them a year, some of them, we still see a lot of first time people coming in. But so we don't necessarily have that maintenance history on the vehicle, but it opens a door of discussion like, hey, whoever's been taking care of your vehicle in the past, you know, have, have we had any of these services performed? Hey, we really see the value in this. And here's what we'd like to do to help this vehicle last. So it creates a great, I guess, a relationship builder, you know, now that we can see, hey, we've had all these lower amount tickets. All right. And I talk to my team members, hey, 
let's try to see if they want to, you know, the guest wants to do some of these things. And, you know, what we've seen over the last couple of weeks now that we've really audited and targeted in on these less than one hour tickets is that now last week we only had maybe two or three tickets that were under an hour because now my advisor knows and we're starting to have these conversations and we're looking at, okay, well, does that guest know when they get their oil service that we should be doing a tire rotation? Now we're starting to present that, hey, you know, we'd like to rotate your tires every other time you're vehicles in and or you know just that's just one example of it or you know we're just trying to look at things that the vehicle really needs and why aren't we presenting those things and taking true care of the car or the pickup that we're working on so we've seen a change already you just got to act on the things too it's marvelous to hear and, and i'm sure the people in the that are driving hopefully they didn't have an accident while they're driving down the road listening to these you know v8 boom moments you know these are boom moments for you matt and again let me go back to my spreadsheet geekness Guys, are you doing sorting? Are you doing filtering on that top line? Because as I was listening to you and I'm saying, wow, there's another opportunity and let me sort this by this and let me filter it by that. And it's almost like that Monday morning meeting that you're having. It's almost like every day, maybe, Matt, you bring a different view. Like you said, all of a sudden we have these, you know, hour tickets and now we're selling rotations just because we talked about it. Yeah, that, that's a good thing is just having that data there to go off of and understanding, you know, are we doing maintenance work? And, you know, we categorize these two is to, and there's a lot of flexibility to these reports. So you can see, how, you know, are, are we just doing maintenance to these vehicles? Are we doing repairs to the vehicles? Are we, you know, doing a diagnostic to the vehicle for a warning light? And one of the things that I look forward to using this reporting for is also to track trends, you know, or what type of work is our business doing? Are we doing a lot of engine work? I mean, that could be a category that we start to track. Are we doing under vehicle work, steering suspension? And then we can start to track too, as trends change in the future, are we preparing for hybrid and electric vehicle work? Because the landscape's going to change down the road. And what are we going to do to prepare for that? You could be in the shop and looking around and your sensors, if you will, you know, your five senses are bringing all this in. But I still say the best, the best way to confirm what you think you know is the data, Bill. It's genius. Thank you for that. Pat's got a, a really great story I'd, I'd like him to share about one of the things that, that was a big takeaway of using the repair order audit, Pat, on your, uh, on your gross profit. You bet. So uh, we've talked a little bit here about uh, there's you know digital inspections and and getting the technicians to perform them consistently. There's there's selling uh, recommended work and getting advisors to do that consistently. But what Bill's alluding to, there's also an opportunity to look at your shop uh, internal processes and make sure that that you're performing them correctly. Or, and if they're not, there's an opportunity to improve those as well. So as, from a shop management perspective. And so one of the things that we learned through an RO audit, uh, well, we compensate our advisors on a base model with incentive for gross monthly sales and gross monthly profit. And we were just short of missing our bonus. And so I, I felt really bad because I, you know, that month I knew that the advisors had just busted their butts and I'm like, how could we miss it? How could we, ma-? it didn't make sense. So through the repair rod, I identified those tickets that were a little bit short. I went back and looked and there were some warranty jobs in that mix. And what was happening is we were tracking our warranty jobs incorrectly in that we were registering, of course, a cost for those parts, but no revenue received for those parts. And so in a true warranty job, if it's a, a, you know, if the parts vendor covers it, there is no cost to those parts. So when we made that simple correction to how we were tracking internally 
our cost of goods, we went from just missing the bonus to uh, receiving that bonus. Of course, the advisors were very, very happy. So uh, from that perspective, they're getting to love the ROI on it too. <laughs> what a great catch. Oh my. That's really good. Yeah, really that good. was, I felt really good that day. It was like, man, you know, I, I keep telling Bill, I don't always have time to do this. How can I say that now? I can't say that anymore. You know, Bill made his point. He's like, yeah, Thanks. go tell, go tell the advisors you don't have time to do it. That's right. Pat, if I worked for you and you went the extra step, the extra mile to figure out what happened because you felt we were so close, this was going to hit. And then you found that discovery. I would be so loyal to the fact that, you know, it's just not FaceTime, it's deep time and you cared to figure it out. There's the perfect example, right? The difference of what does your gut tell you versus what do we know based on the data? Hey, guys, did we prove our point? Well, I think so. Absolutely. I think they told some great stories here. And I think they certainly illustrated why it's worth the time and the effort to do this. It is. And it doesn't seem like it would be a very difficult thing to create a spreadsheet like this for yourself. Just take every ounce of data that you get from your SMS in a spreadsheet Put it up. You know, I guess the cut, copy, paste needs to be nice and easy so it continues to grow. But any columns that you would have that you're calculating off to the side, it's not hard to, you know, drag that line down and let the calculations happen. I mean, if you know spreadsheets and if not, get someone to do your spreadsheet for you. Hey, let's go around the room. One final thought. Anything that was on your talking points that maybe we missed that we can help our industry? Uh, yeah, I think they know the why. If there's any how or any other great story that maybe we, we forgot to tell, I'll go to Matt, then Pat, and then Bill. You can uh, you finish it up. So, Matt, anything that we may have missed? I'll just say don't be afraid of change and don't be afraid to dive into this stuff because I think too many people just kind of get set in their ways and, and think that this is just my destiny. And I think you just got to have open eyes to this stuff and take the time to do it you know step out of your comfort zone make a little time in your day to evaluate these type of things and you're going to really see a return on that time that's the best part of this is that you're going to see a, a return on your investment and you're also going to be able to help your team members better themselves you're going to help your business better itself and you're also going to provide a much better service for your guests and clients that are coming in and that's what we're here for at the end of the day I got to tell you, I can always count on Matt to put a bow on it because he said two words that I loved. He said, well, it's just my destiny, my destiny. And that's half of our problems that we have out there. Someone is, oh, it's just my destiny. I, I was put on this earth to fail. I was put on this earth to be half marginal. I was put on this earth not to know the numbers. I was put... A it's not your destiny. I mean, what a great point, Matt. Thank you for that. Thank you, Pat. So I love that point too. You know, I, I think about why I'm here uh, at this spot in my life and it's to be the best version of, of myself, the best version of this shop. And so one thing I learned from Bill um, that I, I tell myself over and over, if it has to do with business, get it done today, deal with it today, address it today. And so this repair order audit, and that's why I asked the question to Matt earlier, uh, provides that opportunity for that daily huddle. Hey, we've got the vision for this shop, who we are, who we want to become, who we are becoming, and now let's tweak it. Based on yesterday, what went well, what could be improved? You can do that every day and pretty soon you're there. Wow. The thing I love about this cumulative thing, Bill, you just keep adding to it. And you could probably see improvements, you know, and if it's if it's a monthly thing, the 
time chunk of a month and you start your first week out and you have goals set, you have sales goals and margin goals and all that stuff. And, and you look at our first week, uh, it was a holiday week. It was tough back to school and all. Give me every excuse you can possibly have. But when the numbers are there in front of you and you say, gang, we got to make this up. We got to do this thing right. We got to pay attention. It's like it's a weekly, daily blood test. I just love it. Thank you for that, Pat. Hey, Bill, thanks for bringing the team together. One more shout out to uh, Matt Wag, Accelerated Diagnostics and Automotive in Bennington, Nebraska, right? That's a great state. I think my dad did the Army, his Army stint in Nebraska. Pat Schneitz, Performance Tune Auto Repair for Collins, Colorado. Pat, thanks for being here. And finally, Bill Haas, Haas Performance Consulting. I'll give you the last word, Bill. I think for me, it really comes down to this. This puts people in a place to be able to answer questions they couldn't answer before. So a simple question like, what's the best work that goes through your job? You now know the best job that goes through my shop is this kind of car, this model year, this type of work. And you didn't know that before because they just all ran together. And to me, this is about being really smart. And to me, smart business is this. Know what you do really well. Know what you don't do well and stop doing what you don't do well so you have more time to do more of what you do really well. That's smart business. Wow. Let that sink in, everyone. Hey, great. Town Hall Academy Repair Order Audit. I think we uh, we created a little mini school lesson here for everyone. So thanks, guys, for being here. Thank you. Have a good Thank afternoon. You, thanks, Carm. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.